0: hey everyone it's time for another holiday chat Uh, i've got bob on the line bob merry christmas how are you
1: hey thank you very much Uh, merry christmas to you as well i'm doing really good awesome Uh, having a great time with family how about yourself
0: uh well it's it's uh it's you know the holidays are here but you know i I don't want to listen to the news because i keep wanting to change the rules on how we're supposed to celebrate so it's 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 it's, uh frustrating Uh, because you don't know from one day to the next, it seems how things are going to be, but, uh, what, how can I help you? What do you want to talk about tonight?
1: Well, yeah, so there's, um, um, on the same lines of thinking there, uh, with the economy changing and, um, uh, fear still being in the minds of people, I'm transitioning out of one business, um, that is, has to do with construction indoors to a business that has construction being done outdoors predominantly all outdoors actually. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So just making some changes and looking at um, uh, purchasing a business that um, is uh, currently um, doing a lot of work um, outdoors and seems to be doing very well amongst uh, um, the, even, you know, the fear, but uh, people have a lot of money to spend. Um, with uh, their discretionary income right now, it seems. So it looks like it's doing pretty good.
0: Okay, so, so tell us a little bit about your history. So you're going into, oh. homes, into people's homes and this is the problem that's come up.
1: Yeah, so um, for, uh, gosh, um, more than 10 years, um, I would go into single family homes and work on uh, windows, you know, air conditioners, attic insulation, remodeling, wow. construction. Um, pretty much in anything that you want to do I can do it have my guys do it so on and so forth kind of thing um, yeah
0: and and this and then you've so you've had a downturn in that business because people don't want outside contractors coming in their homes
1: yeah so uh, uh, on a yearly basis I mean um, and we probably go into 2,000 3,000 homes a year okay um and, um, um, you know, this past year that, that got cut to a third, um, and, uh, honestly, I'm over it. Um, I'm over it. Uh, I'm I'm ready to move away from it and, um, um, do my best to, to be outside of that model. So, okay. I still love construction though. So, and there's a lot of opportunities there. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm wanting to, um, consider purchasing a construction business
0: yeah okay and so you found another business and I, I mean i can imagine all kinds of outdoor things that are done you know roofing decks siding all kinds of other stuff is that kind of along the lines of what this other business does
1: yes that's it um there's uh they do on-site construction um and uh constructed deliverables okay. um uh, it's a, a broad range of things see so you, you go from um um, constructing a uh, garages uh, that are attached to homes to, uh, delivering, um, buildings to even, even assembling swing sets outdoors, you know, um, do, uh, pouring concrete pads, uh, building driveways, uh, flower beds, um, things like that.
0: Yeah. How, how was your, your existing business where you worked on the windows and things? How, how did you get your clientele?
1: we got our clientele through uh, word of mouth. Um, I would say uh, 90% of everything that we did is word of mouth. Yeah.
0: Okay. And, and I mean, with, I'm assuming with most of your clients, you have a pretty good track record with them.
1: Phenomenal. Yeah. We've yeah. had, we have zero, zero lawsuits um, in 13 years. Okay. So we we've, we've uh, no complaints and our customers are always, always referring us. If we don't get a referral referral from a customer, like if my office didn't get a referral from a customer, I would intentionally call that customer and ask them, you know, um, is there something we can do to improve? So um, great, great customer base. Yeah.
0: So what is, what's drawing you towards buying this other business you found for sale instead of just trying to pivot your existing business? Cause I'm assuming you've got, You've got employees, yeah, you got tools, you've got trucks, I'm assuming trailers, things of this nature to get around.
1: Yeah, good question. So, <clears throat> yeah, so um, the opportunity comes around with a um, kind of like a business model that provides a, a, a residual income in, in the by means of rental income. Okay. Um, and that's the long-term goal. Uh, short-term, obviously, um there's a, there's a lot of growth opportunity, um, uh, with cash flow, but, um, yeah, long-term is the rental income. Um, So,
0: okay. And so how'd you find this business?
1: So, uh, really the owner found me, um, which is oftentimes how it happens. Um, you, you, someone observes that you're good at something I think that you could run it and they're in a position where, Hey, um, I want to step away. Um, I want to move on and they see someone else that can run it and they, um, give those people an offer to buy it. So that's kind of what happened with me. Um, and, uh, which has caused me to question the motivations of the individual seller. Um, and I've been doing a lot of thinking about that, about their motivations, Mm -hmm. um, um, which there, there are some caveats to the sale that helped me to understand their motivation the more not sure if you want to go into those details uh with that at this point but it is part of the the the,
0: well i was uh, actually just going to kind of ask you what did you want to what what did you want to dig into in this call so so you have a little bit of concern about their motivations is that what you're getting at um
1: I, i wouldn't necessarily call it a concern about the motivations um, from a honor or honesty point of view. Um, the concern would be uh, the highest and best use of my time um, where, where a current owner may want to sell a portion of their business that consumes the greatest amount of their time mm-hmm. and retain the other part of the, their business that they've been working on for 15 years that preside, provides them a consistent income. Uh, and I look at it, and I say to myself, well, I can take five years and build that same business, or I can purchase it from, you know, um, purchase the business and use the velocity of what they have already established, which would cost me a lot of money out of pocket, um, you know, on day one, but yet immediately get an income and use the velocity of what's already been created to push me forward on day one, where it might take me five years to get there. Otherwise, I do it myself. So my concern is is that, um, um, you know, one, do I want to, uh, do I want to make that step or, or, or build it myself? Do I want to take five years to get there? Or do I want to, you know, um, you, you got to pay the price. If you have to pay the time, you have to pay the money, one or the other, right?
0: Yeah. So, so, so let's talk about this business you're buying. You said they're also doing construction. They're building things, yeah. delivering them. How do they get their customers?
1: Yeah. Same way. Um, I mean, it's, it's, um, I've, I've observed, I've observed their, um, secretaries answering phone calls. I've observed the people walking in. Uh, they have a lot of repeat customers. Uh, they have a lot of customers referring them, um, word of mouth, neighbors to neighbors going down the whole street. Um, there was uh, one time I went on a, um, a drive and, observed on one cul-de-sac there being three um, three structures from the same company in one cul-de-sac of six houses and so that that was that was kind of what, interesting
0: there now I don't I don't want you to tell me the name of this business but what kind sure. of name is it is it like Dave's construction or is it like you know alpha you know construction limited or like is it is it a branded name or is it a named after a guy
1: it is it is branded OK, um, definitely, definitely LLC branded, probably in a trust, uh, probably set up protected with liabilities. And
0: oh, and but I'm, I'm talking stuff. from a market point of view, because it was. Oh, one, yes. What I, I want to get at. Saying. Do do people are people calling the company or is it because of that owner's reputation?
1: Uh, they're calling the company.
0: OK, yeah.
1: good. Yeah, that's a good question. Though. The owner, um, the owner's personality is huge. Um, he's not a stand in the corner. Um, nobody knows he's there type of guy. He is, um, uh, type a, you know, extrovert. Um, um it's, it's good. He, he definitely takes a, a, an important role in the business.
0: So. Okay. So, so one of the big concerns I have about construction businesses is, is where does his goodwill reside? Is it yeah. in the business or in the person? it seems to me that this, for the business you found, it's in that company name. Um, yeah. And then the second thing is like, how do they get the business? You've talked about referrals and things. Um, is there anything else to their marketing engine? Like, do they have a, a process, a way they advertise, a way, that, you know, anything else going on that makes the phone ring or is it strictly that organic um? networking type of growth
1: yes they do have um they do have internet marketing um they do uh at times um put ads run ads and papers um and, and i think there is i think there was a event in the city i think within that this one month i think he leased a billboard um because there's going to be a lot of traffic for mm. for a, for an event, so
0: okay.
1: uh, multiple little avenues there.
0: Um, now, before the pandemic, would trade shows have been a part of this marketing mix for you and him?
1: Yeah, yeah, for yeah, both of us, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Now, um, interestingly enough, the volume of business has picked up by a third. Um, since since this pandemic stuff started so which was which i find quite interesting and you know that was in you know 2020 in 2020 business picked up and 2021 businesses picked up again mm-hmm. um and so me as a buyer looking at this situation um and going and looking at the past four years i see that you know year you know two three years previous to this um That's a reasonable, probably a reasonable price, reasonable um, price I you know, pay for the business. But, you know, I'm not sure that everything's going to be stable. We've got the economy pumped up. We've got free money running around, you know, um, the Dow is up. It's like, wow, what's going to happen next?
0: So, okay. So there's a, there's a few things that, that we need to get our head around. And I'll tell you that when the lockdown first happened there at the end of March in 2020, uh, one of the very first things I realized is that I was going to probably be stuck at home for the summer. And I had had an image in my head for a long time of a beautiful new deck on the back of my house. Yeah. So, So I called my contractor right away and he did up the drawings in very short order. We needed an engineer's stamp, which was going to take a week. But I said, yeah, let's go. I said, do you think the engineer will say no? And he said, no, no, it will be fine. And I said, well, let's get the material. Right. And luckily, got the, the truck came here like two weeks before everyone started talking about how lumber prices had gone insane. Yeah. And so I just slipped under, you know, yeah. and then he, he built it after. But if you're looking at the sales results of this business, and if they use a lot of materials like lumber. A lot. So the the price he's charging, it's not necessarily sales growth as far as the- Margin growth. Material growth. Yes. Right? Um, Yeah. And so this is the tricky thing because if, if I was going to analyze a business like this, I would be interested in looking at the number of tickets and- Now, there's a lot of ways to look at this, actually. Is he actually doing more tickets in 2020 than he did in 2019? Right. I see. That would be the question I'm wondering. He might have had a 30% growth, but is that just because of the pass-through cost of the increased price of lumber?
1: Yeah, the effect of inflation. Right.
0: Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And then in 2021, that carried on, and now the price of lumber is starting to come down, right? So, So... Is he really busier? I think you need to look at the number of jobs.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And, and then when you're looking at the PL, he probably has a line for his direct labor and a line for the materials. Yes. And so I would be looking at that line for labor because that's been okay. moving more slowly, even though that's gone it, up too, right?
1: Right. It should have spiked if he had more jobs.
0: Yeah. Well... In due diligence, you can probably find the number of jobs
1: Mm because you'll you'll
0: have access to that. But the business might look like it's grown and profited from the pandemic from a revenue point of view. What's the bottom line look like? Did it grow to the same degree?
1: It did. Yeah, the margins are still the same. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay. Yeah. And so you're concerned that if things go back to normal, Or if things go back to the way they were in 2019, if you buy today, you'll overpay.
1: Yes. I mean, if you think of yourself, your own situation, um, not just yourself, but how many other families in your neighborhood already have their deck built Mm -hmm. and, and that's a saturation. So uh, we could have a 30% decline in decks, and, you know, boom. Um, As jobs continue to return and people drive back to work, spend less time at home, um, they're not only not going to be using their decks anymore. Um, that word of mouth marketing is going to decline because neighbors are no longer coming over and using the deck. They're busy using their own or doing something else to their life other than being stuck at the house. Um, so that's, that's a concern. Yeah. And, yeah. and knowing how to make an adjustment for that. And um, there's a way of, there's a way of making offers and having a discussion with an owner um, that's reasonable and substantiating risk in a way that doesn't cause insult. <laughs> um, um, so thinking through that is something I'm looking at as well.
0: Okay. So, so there's, there's one of two ways to do this. There's You either have a price for the business and then you attach some kind of extra bonus for the seller based on your performance, or you do it the opposite way where you say, this is the price that I'm gonna pay you based on what you're doing now in 2021. And there's some component of seller financing. And if the performance declines over the next couple of years, there's some kind of deduction on that note. Mm-hmm. So you end okay. up getting a discount going forward if the business doesn't maintain its current performance. The, we're seeing all kinds of stuff like this in the marketplace. People who've gone down, whose business has gone down, they want to sell, but they want some, they they, you know, they claim the business will rebound. I want some, you know, bonus if it comes back. The same thing is the opposite is happening for people who've gone up. Um, you know, a lot of them want to price their business based on the last year of, of optimal performance. The what you're talking about essentially is the kind of business that's probably. You know, you you talked about a rental income component, right? So what's nice about rental income is that it's a recurring revenue. Yeah. You know, the same money comes in every month. This is why, you know, the phone company has always been a great investment, right? Everyone pays Mm -hmm. their phone bill every month. Right. And what this business is, is is an example. If we're going to talk about something like Dex, you're talking about an example of a project business. And so it's it's all about the pipeline of the project. Mm -hmm. And it's a a discretionary expense. Right. No one needs a deck. People do need roofs and having shingles yes. replaced. Right? Right. Right. And so, you know, if you found the financial statements of a roofer who's been around for several decades, you could probably even find some repeat business in that guy's book. Yes. Right? As, as time goes on and people need to get the jobs redone. And right. so... A lot of the time for this kind of business, home renovation, home repair, it, it it's number one, it's easy for people to get into the trade. So there's a lot of competition. Yeah. This is why marketing is so important. And because there's always competition, if you want to think about a deck, I mean, a couple of guys in a pickup truck could get into the deck business. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So so it makes it hard for these businesses to really have an appreciable amount of goodwill. It's, it's, it's a service business essentially.
1: Yeah. Speaking of that, um, when considering how much to pay for a business in the blue sky area, you know, goodwill, uh, over, um, over the value of the assets, um, with the, with the business, um, there's, there's, two sections to this business. There's the construction, um, obviously, which includes uh, the sale, cost of assembly, cost of the materials, and the profit difference between all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, That's on one balance sheet. And then there's a separate part of that business, currently under one roof, but um, um, the owner has discussed with me that he is willing to carry, okay. He's willing to carry the note on the purchase of the construction business. If I obliged, if I obliged to make him first priority to retain all rental notes, so that would remove me from the major growth of the business because that's where that's really where the where the where the gain comes from is the residual growth there as as you build up hundreds of individuals paying on the product that you've built for them now once i complete paying for the construction business mm. then i'm then i have access to it you know you want to sell this you want to sell that do whatever in the world you want to do so that's a component that i'm looking at as well I. I, I could probably go out and get a, uh, a loan for the physical assets, you know, the actual physical locations. Um and then yeah, I mean, how much money how much of my own money do I use in this deal uh, in order to make it a deal? Um and uh am, am I setting myself up for a um a difficult negotiation if I I kind of I lose that pivot. Um, sure. If, 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 uh, if nobody wants to buy a deck anymore, um, sure. I, I could pivot to roofing. Okay. I could do that. Uh, I'd have, I have all the crews. I have all the guys, all the trucks and the skill sets in the minds of those men They mm-hmm. they could probably do that. Um, so, I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like I was saying, there's two businesses under one roof, there's the construction, yes. and then there's the, there's the carrying of the, uh, of of the rent on those products that are sold.
0: So he's, he's you're selling products and then renting them or, or he's financing them and collecting payments over time.
1: Uh, the latter um, there, okay. it depends on what the customer wants. Yeah. So the customer wants to just totally come out of pocket. That's fine. If they want to put 10% down and carry it over a couple of years, that's fine.
0: Okay. <laughs> you know, so he's got, he's basically got a financing business. Yes. Call it a lease to own business. Kind of like one of those sure. furniture, furniture places, you know, uh, yeah, call that. like Aaron's appliance or whatever. Um, yeah. And he's got, and he's doing the work. So, right. Um, so like, do you have a, a pile of cash to go financing people like he is? Um,
1: I mean, I, uh, it's possible that I could be in a position to, uh, to buy out the business um, cash out, you know, dollar for dollar. Um, but is that the highest and best use of my assets mm. uh, would the, the, the highest and best use of my assets be to create my own business and then keep my own notes uh, or use the velocity of what's already there. So there's, there's, it's, it's a good angle, but then it's a bad angle. <laughs> And when you have an owner who's willing to stay on uh, indefinitely, um, I mean, great guy, really close friend of mine. I've uh, I've known uh, you know known him for thirteen years, um, and um, um, it really uh, interesting situation. I, I called him up and I said, "Hey, yeah, you know, um, this this stuff that I'm doing is has not been going well. Uh, I think uh, I think I might." Um, um, I might start doing some construction, such as what you're doing. Is it, Hey, if you're going to do that, you know, um, uh, let's talk, you know um, anyway. So based on what I've shared with you, what do you, what do you think about, uh, about those two businesses being under the same roof? Um, and back to your same question, you asked me if I, if I have the assets to purchase it, um, how does that make a difference in kind of evaluating the opportunity?
0: Well, so remind me if I forget, I want to tell the story of the pool contractor I sold. But okay. the the reason why I asked if you had the money to do that anyway, was because if 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 you didn't, then it was a moot point. Gotcha. Right? Um, and so what do I think about what he's doing? I think it's fantastic. I think that maybe he tuned into one of my shows a couple of years ago because I've been trying... There was a painting contractor here in town, and I was trying to convince them that they should offer this same kind of thing for painting apartments. Yeah. Because I was saying that landlords have a monthly cash flow, and in the month that you're painting the apartment, the the rent is not being collected usually. It's usually vacant that month. And if you could tell landlords it's $1,000 to paint the apartment or $100 a month for the next 12 months, a lot of landlords might appreciate that. Yeah. Essentially what you described, right?
1: Yes, that's, that's a great I, I great still
0: haven't found anyone that has been willing to do it, except maybe this guy. Yeah. So um, you can really have some great returns, especially um, if you're financing, like when, when he finances the, the you know a deck, for example, he's getting that, that note in place. His cost to get the note is the material and labor. Yes. When the note put, is put in place, if he's doing his accounting properly, then he has to recognize the profit he made on building it. But then he gets to collect the interest over time, right? Right. right? So it's a great it's a great business model. Um, and he's older, right? So he wants to back out of the day to day running of the cruise and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. He's he's at that place where he's ready to um, pull off the throttle and spend his life with his wife and children and manage
0: instead of um, labor, so. Okay, so the swimming pool contractor was a business that I had up for sale and there was a buyer and there was a seller and they had the same kind of issue with respect to goodwill. What is the goodwill? Are people really calling the pool company's brand name or are they calling because people heard that he was a good guy at installing pools, right? Mm -hmm. The buyer and seller, you know, couldn't agree on this. The business had been valued based on a multiple of the cash flow, but it had been valued based on it being a service business, right? Right. And there's not much repeat business in swimming pool construction. Once you, once you have it, you tend to have it for a long time. And so at the end of the day, what ended up happening was the deal was struck and it looked like this. The buyer bought all of the tools, equipment, trucks, material, inventory of insulation compounds and things that are used in making the pools. He bought all that on closing day and he paid a value for what it was worth on that day, fair market value. But then the goodwill was represented by an agreement that for the next three seasons, for every pool that was put in, the buyer would pay the seller some money, a flat fee. And this was going to Correct. represent the goodwill. So mm-hmm. if if the phone didn't ring, if nobody wanted to reach out to them, then that would mean that there was less goodwill in the business, right? Yeah. So the, the seller participated to a certain degree. Yes. In, in your business, you could work out a similar kind of deal. if, if you know If you're good friends with this guy, where you can say, I'll pay you X amount per job, or maybe it's a percentage of the revenue per job or a percentage of you know, the gross margin after labor and materials, whatever you guys work out. Um, and then he would continue to be able to finance the notes. Basically, instead of the customer paying you for the job, he would pay you for the job, then he would collect payments from the customer, right? Yeah. You're, you're talking about velocity And where are you going to use your resources? I would be thinking about this. If I was able to take over this business and I was able to make a bunch of sales and not have to worry about getting paid or about my customers qualifying for financing because he's going to approve them.
1: Right. right? Every one of them.
0: Right. Yes. That, That gives you a competitive advantage in the market, right? It does. Does he advertise like, you know, financing guaranteed or anything like that?
1: Um, yeah, zero zero down. Like, yeah. I'll so, right.
0: so then the question would be, if you could use your past customer lists in your existing business okay. to create more action over there, and you might work out a separate deal for those. So, for example, you might say, okay, I'll buy your equipment and machinery, etc. I'll give you a, a piece of every job that will represent the goodwill over the next, you know, whatever period of time you negotiate. But then I would say to him, I w- I'll do the same. De- um, I won't give you a piece of every job done to the people on my existing customer list. Okay. From my home renovation business, my window business, because they're already my customers and I intend to go back and market to them. But what I, but what I would like from you is I would like some kind of spiff on the profits of the note created to the people that I have a relationship with. Mm. Right. Because in that case, he's, that case, he's leveraging your goodwill. Yeah. You're right.
1: Right. and it, and I do have the advantage of a guarantee um, that the that the note will be purchased i will I will continue being able to leverage the risk of note carrying without actually carrying the risk yeah because um, he's is a guarantee purchase um, that and that's obviously that he he's willing to put that in writing already so
0: like if you that. if you had if you found a banker who was willing to say I'll approve every one of your customers for financing, yeah, I mean that that's what this guy's offering to do, and I don't know how much money you have or how much you would be willing to do this, but I'm guessing he's probably got significantly bigger resources, much so, yes, because every month he's got these payments coming in, which adds to his pot of money he can put back out,
1: yeah, for 13 years,
0: right? Yeah, so. Um, it sounds like he you shouldn't consider him an obstacle or something that you need to acquire as well. You should be thinking of him like a resource, an ally, something that gives you power in the marketplace.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I didn't really I didn't really look at that uh at that angle.
0: Yeah. Because because here's the thing, is as he gets older and older, he eventually is gonna to want to retire out of that too. Yeah. That's and true. so a good, strong working relationship between the two of you. I mean, it could look like this. At some point, he could say, I don't necessarily want all the notes. Or at some point, he might say that you know he wants someone else to take care of servicing the notes, collecting the payments, all that kind of thing. And then maybe it evolves to a point where he's just lending you a flat chunk of money at a certain percentage that you're using to finance notes. Right. Have you, have you read the book, Invest Local? I have not. Okay. You should pick, you should get it because it's going to make your head spin with all kinds of different ideas of how you could play this down the road. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. He has mentioned that he would be willing to carry, you know, he off the cuff, you know, he said, Hey, if you ever need financing for anything else associated to this model, I'm there. Count me in no questions asked. I'll write the check because I know this model works. Mm. Um, which is again, what you mentioned, like the banker who would approve. He's the yes man. So, and yes, I'll, I'll, I'll grab that book.
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to come down to working out your deal as far as acquiring yeah. his business. Um, because, be- Number one, you have to make sure that it's... Hmm. Because as, as a multiple of cash flow, a service business, like for example, building decks, it, it just doesn't sell for that much.
1: No, you're right.
0: Yeah, Right? And so I know it benefited from the pandemic. That growth may not continue forever. So if you can work out a deal where you buy his stuff and then give him some kind of piece of every sale, that's going to work out for you. You know, most sellers want a bunch of money, but it sounds like he's not really interested in a bunch of money. He's inter- he, he understands the value of money over time.
1: Yes, he does very much so. And that's why he's wanted to split. Well, not split. That's why he wanted to keep the company separate instead of sell a whole. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely think that, um, that's a, um, that's a wise and reasonable avenue of negotiation. Yeah. Um, my 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 next one is uh, ibadah and the owner's discretionary income.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he he takes quite a bit of discretionary income, I should say, um, out of the business. But when I mention it to him, not really willing to consider his income as a cost of managing the business. Um, you know so that's something um, that I might ask you how you and your experience would discuss that with a man whose heart and soul is in a business. Uh, he wants to sell it for the mud as much as he can, but uh, um, yeah. I mean, what do, you, what do you say to that?
0: Well, if you can organize a deal like the one I've described, it's, it's irrelevant.
1: Oh, that's true. Cause he'd be getting a portion of every sale. Yeah. And rather than, rather than this yeah. guy.
0: Exactly. And so if he's getting, I don't know, let's, let's say you give him a hundred dollars for every job you do. Right. Well, if yeah. the number of jobs doubles under your stewardship, then his, his, the money flowing to him is going to double. Right. Right. That's true. And so as well as his notes, the creation of notes and everything. Right. Yeah. So, so you, if you were to buy the business for a certain dollar figure, if you said, I'm going to buy your business for half a million dollars um, and then pay you over time and then the business declines, well, then you could end up in trouble. Yes. Right. And so you're always going to want to discount the, the possibility of the business declining as things normalize. He, he's going to want to insist that the performance is going to carry on. So if he is insistent that the business is carrying on at a higher level and you say, great, then let's have it so that you participate. So as the business yeah. stays high and continues to go high, you'll continue to get more money by having uh, a payment based on the performance of the business.
1: Yeah. So, um, as an example, I would take what he's asking for the business and divide that into how many jobs get done. Um, obviously with, with a consideration of what percent of the income does each job account for. And that percentage is, is the same basis of percentage um, counting towards the asking price of the business. Um, and then going forward, every one of those would count for, you know, count forward.
0: Yeah. Like, like that what, is he, what is he asking for the business?
1: Oh um, yeah. Man um, it's not technically for sale, Unless I want to buy it, <laughs> and uh,
0: but has he um, mentioned a figure?
1: He it was between his figure was between two point five to three.
0: Okay, and and what kind of cash flow is the business creating?
1: Um, you, you want gross or or net or?
0: Well, what what is the revenue of the construction side? Not the not the income from the note holding. Like, what is the? Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the gross the gross of the construction is a million.
0: So he wants two and a half times the gross revenue? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like crazy land. Yeah. Yeah. So what what is the cash flow? Like how much money does this business make? Five hundred? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know
1: And you have about you have about
0: uh,
1: nine hundred in real estate.
0: So okay, so there's real estate included.
1: Yes, corner lot, busy, 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 busy corner lot. Okay, and then two other physical locations that are that are for storage of
0: materials. So, if you had to, if you didn't buy the real estate and you were leasing instead, what would you be paying in rent? Yeah, good question.
1: Yeah, um, I haven't calculated that.
0: You need to, because he's got a service business lumped together with a real estate investment. Mm-hmm, right. So when he says two point five million, maybe maybe it is worth I don't know what the properties are worth, right. But when you take that half a million of cash flow, you need to you need to remove an imputed rent figure, right And because because let's say those buildings should be commanding a hundred thousand dollars a year in rent. Yeah, right. Well, that reduces our cash flow from five hundred to four hundred, mm-hmm. right? Now the buildings are worth whatever they're worth in the market. So, right, local real estate appraiser is going to be able to figure that out for you, commercial guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you have a, a construction business earning four hundred thousand dollars a year, I haven't I haven't done the research. I, don't, I haven't looked at comparables, but you know it. it it probably wouldn't be that much more than like a two X multiple. So maybe that business is worth 800 grand, but how much furniture fixtures and equipment are in that business? Yeah. You have any idea?
1: Yeah. At any, at any given point in time, I, I think they had about $3 million of materials um, in, in, you know, pre-acquired for assembly and distribution to mm-hmm. job sites.
0: So, so he keeps an inventory similar to like a lumberyard of his own.
1: Yeah, yeah, like a couple eighteen wheeler loads. Yeah, no, not a, not a whole lumberyard, but usually there's two tr- two truck loads on order at any given time being rotated out. So that would that's included in the price. That, so,
0: but where does oh, he? I when have do, no idea. See, but that's yeah, that's, that, that's critical. It's critical because be, for this reason. If if he's always paying for that stuff thirty days after it's delivered and he's using it within thirty days and he's collecting right. money from customers and whatnot, yeah, then then his his suppliers are financing that need.
1: That's correct. Yeah. Right. Plus he has a thirty day net with the the, you know, the seller of the lumber anyway.
0: So. Right. So so understanding the flow of cash is important in this business, mm-hmm. and the. So do you know what his like equipment, like trucks and tools and all that kind of stuff might be worth? I'm guessing it doesn't add up to a whole lot.
1: No, it doesn't. It's all used. It's all 10 years old.
0: So yeah. Okay.
1: It's It's not even worth putting on the balance sheet, really.
0: So in an offer on this business, what I would be looking at is something like this, saying, I want to buy the business, but I don't want to buy the real estate. Yeah. I'll rent the real estate from you. This is what my cash flow will look like, with me operating the business. He'll collect rent, and he'll be doing the notes. You'll just be doing the construction business. You'll be looking at a much lower investment, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and then if you say, well, this business is worth seven or eight hundred grand, I'm just spitballing here, um, mm-hmm. and then you look at the number of jobs done every year over the last safe four or five years. Well when you divide that out if it divides out to like $100 on every job then then that's how you can kind of measure or if it's 200 or 250 whatever it is you say well that's you know what this business's value is worth if it was um, divided up amongst all these jobs so going forward if i had to pay that amount on every job would i still be making money and if yeah, I had to I pay rent and all that kind of stuff. Right. That's and good. If The answer is no, that just confirms that the business isn't worth that much. Yeah. Right. Right. And what, good. what you will find by doing that kind of exercise is that it's really hard for this business to be worth a lot of money because of the competitive forces. Yes. You know, um, in
1: fact, um, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago um, his number one competitor gave him a phone call and he said, Hey, um, this pandemic has caused me to really like staying at home and, uh, I'm ready to, I'm. Um, he's also at, a, at an age where he wants to step out. So he called and said, Hey, I think I'm interested in selling my business. I'm going to get it ready to sell in the next couple of months. Wanted to let you know, so you can get the first offer. Um, yeah. So it's an easy cost of entry. And it's interesting. Um, I was in the room whenever the phone call, well, in the area, whenever the phone call came through and, and I said to him, "Um, so uh, uh, what do you think you're going to, what do you think you're going to offer him? He's like, well, the cost of entry is really low and anybody could do it. And I said, that's right, brother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, it's, it's good for one that I'm in a situation where he's also considering the same situation on the other side as I'm considering him. And I hope that that helps his mindset and helps the the ownership pride, honestly, that comes along with every person that goes to sell a business. So, yeah. Um, what do you think about uh, any kind of, um, you know, like owner carry or SBA, uh, second positions for loan or equity? You know, what do you think about any opportunities there uh, to use low interest you know, access to low interest interest rates for money.
0: Oh, you mean buying the business with an SBA loan instead of getting yeah, area,
1: yeah, anything, yeah, anything like that? Because the
0: well, if you borrow money from, off the business, if you borrow money from a bank, the minute you sign, you owe the whole amount, right? Yeah, and yeah. And if things if the wheels fall off, you still owe it. You still owe. You still right? owe. Yes. And so, so. You know, you can get a house with like 10% down, right? Or even less under certain programs, but generally speaking, you can get a house for 10% down.
1: Yeah, but I get your point. That's good.
0: When the SBA is willing to do business acquisition loans with 10% down, what they're telling you is that small businesses have the same risk profile as a house, (laughs) which it does not.
1: That's true. There's nothing close.
0: (laughs) Right. So, so what happens is it skews the market. People, people can get a lot of money, cheap, a lot of leverage, cheap, and that pushes prices up.
1: Yeah. And, it should and, be a 90 10 rather than 10 for 90.
0: Well, you know, it wasn't that long ago that I think the SBA was only willing to do like 60, 65, 70% loans. Right. Made a lot more sense. Right. Yeah, it did. And so, um, Just because you can get the money, it doesn't necessarily mean you should. Like for this business, I would always be comparing to what if I just did it myself? Like Mm -hmm. you've got all those customers who you did window work for for 13 years. Right. Right. Like, Like if you started to go through your sales slips and started calling past clients and letting them know that you were offering this other array of services. I'll probably
1: have more work than I could handle
0: yeah so so if you know what are you buying from him
1: right systems that's really all it is systems and a and uh, a velocity vehicle um less work <laughs> yeah yeah a good very good very good points
0: yeah the It makes sense to buy a business because you already get customers and, you know, you're known in the market and you get those systems and you get other employees and everything like that. But if you overpay and your assumptions about the future are incorrect, then you can still put yourself in a risky position. Right. Like if you were to, I know your business is down quite a bit, but if if you were simply to start contacting past clients offering these other services, there isn't any risk in that.
1: No, there's not. Right.
0: Right. And you could you could grow that business. Yeah. So if you look at it from this point of view, if you took over his business and paid him for his equipment, which you said isn't worth much, right. and then agreed to pay him X amount for every job over the next five years, basically what you're doing is you're sort of paying him for every lead. Mm-hmm. You're turning the, the goodwill value of his business into like you're, you're paying him for every lead. It's almost like he's changed his business into a marketing lead generation vehicle for you. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. That's a good, um, another good angle yeah, I like
0: that. You know, you could even position it like this to him. You could say, Hey, instead of me buying your business, how about you just subcontract every job to me? Hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah. keep a hundred or 200 bucks for yourself every time. If the numbers yeah. work, I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are specifically, but um, because, you know, it, it's it, if he ever gets to the point where he doesn't want to do it anymore, like who is he going to sell it to? That's right. The, That's the, guy, the guys who are doing are this kind in. of the guys who are doing this kind of work can do it. Them can build their own business. That's true.
1: Yeah. It looks like it's the um, the volume um, and the the ability to weather the ups and downs in the material prices. Um, it's the, fin- it's to- the
0: financing.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yes, it sure
0: is. The, the 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 fact that he's doing financing is leading to the volume. It sure is. Right. How many new cars would be sold if you couldn't get a lease or a loan?
1: Oh man. Right? Good point. Yep.
0: And and so he's he is removing the number one barrier. Like, is he the cheapest operator? Like no. as far as the sticker price? Right.
1: Oh, he um he actively on a monthly basis you know does uh, secret shoppers we call mm-hmm. that and goes around to um you know three other zip codes and um makes sure that he is at the same price as they are
0: to make sure he's at the same price
1: yes because his his income is made through the notes um that's that's the that's the main goal is to yeah. to get to get the traffic from a customer not having to put it all, you know, to buy the whole thing in one
0: bite. So, yeah. So, does that mean that the construction jobs are actually being done profitably or is there a little bit of lost leader activity going on?
1: Um, I looked at the numbers on that and it looks like they are very well done profitably. Yeah. On every one of them. Um, Mm. Uh, there were two or three uh in a quarter that were in a loss um but those were really uh, uh, and to give them credit intentional losses for character um the the contractor had failed to do the job properly
0: um, oh so it was like a rework situation kind of thing.
1: yeah 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 so that, that those those two to three situations were were reasonable
0: Yeah. You know, there's an opportunity there. Yep. But you can't pay a lot for this.
1: Yeah. I really like your consideration to pay him back per job. What were you going to say?
0: Well, and and if you separate the real estate from it, Mm -hmm. like make him a deal for the business, lease the properties that are required from him. And then you, you, maybe you, at the time you take over the business, you get an option to purchase the real estate. Yeah. And you run the business for two years and make sure that everything is good and everything's going well. And then you'd make the decision at that point, based on what you know, if you want to exercise the options to buy the real estate.
1: Right. And really, um, you know, a lot of times in these type of construction businesses, the brick and mortar, um, the signage, the curb appeal on a main street Boulevard is it's just, it's just a front. Like it's not actually needed. It's just marketing. um, Yeah. It's just, it's just marketing. So finding a way to replace that with other means of marketing would be, would be ideal, reducing my cost and putting that back into the profit of the business to then turn that around year over year.
0: Yeah. A lot of guys, a lot of people run a business like this just by living in the country where they might yes. have a two or three acre piece of property and they got all their storage and you know, a a big, uh, outbuilding, you know, that they're using for assembly or something inside and, right. and they would just do it that way. They wouldn't be on the main drag.
1: Right. That's right. These are some really good, good thoughts, good ideas. Um, uh, any um, any other angle that you, you might think would work if if a material if something material in the business changed, um, such as if uh, if he chose not to um, not to be available for carrying the the notes of the construction jobs, um, if something like that changed.
0: Uh, what, well, what if something like that changed, then then you would lose your advantage. Mm-hmm.
1: I think so too.
0: Right? But yep. if you were paying him over time by giving him money for each job, that wouldn't matter. That's true as well. Yeah. Right.
1: So He's, again, structure is everything.
0: Yeah. Structure is everything because if you if you pay him over the course of time based on the performance of the business, you're sharing the risk back to him. He still has an interest in the business. Yes. He has an interest in your success. If that's the way the deal is formatted, yes, yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Um.
1: Let's see. What do you think about? Um, how could I incorporate some? Uh, um. Instead of instead of taking, let's. Yeah. let's say I didn't take all of his good faith away all of his um, all of his blue sky away um, and in turn exchanged it for um, tomorrow's value in some of the notes um, would that be do you think that would would complicate it to a degree that it would are you kind of following what I'm
0: saying here So in so so, um, Instead of paying him for some of the business that is derived from taking over his business, the goodwill is what, you're, is what the word you're looking for, right? Instead of paying yes. him for the goodwill, you are looking for some, what to do with the notes?
1: Yeah. So um, let's, say, let's say the business um, uh, con- consistently rolls off 100 notes a year. And, um, instead of me taking off a certain, let's say if I took off 10% of his asking price and cause that was say, I'm saying, Hey, you know, this is still too expensive. This is still going to push my margins to a degree that I, you know, I could, this could train wreck. Um, and he's not willing to budge. I'll say, let's roll this 10% over into some of your current monthly residuals that you're already getting. So, so let's say, uh, today's value of hundred notes, you know, $10,000, uh, five years from now, 10,000 turns into 20. I don't know. We're just making something up. So in this way, um, he could keep his more of his goodwill and I would have to wait for the return of that goodwill that I paid out to him on day one through the notes of his existing business.
0: Yeah, you're 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 talking about intertwining the interests. Too complicated. Yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 like something that some boardrooms would come up with in a big business. <laughs> You know, like in, in, in Japan, when companies start buying enough from each other, they'll want to swap stock in each other's companies and stuff. And, yep, yep. and it's great when you have a whole army of people that can handle the details on an ongoing basis. But it, here's something simpler. Um, you could you could if, if he says, I don't want you to, you know, pay me over time for every job, then you could say, well, what if I sold you the notes at a discount? Yeah. So if it's a $10,000, let's say it's a DAC of $5,000 note that somebody's going to owe, but he only has to pay you $4,750 for it. Right. Right. So that's going to boost his yield. Yes. Yes.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. That's a good angle as well. Those are really good ideas. Well, um, um thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today listen yeah, Bob definitely. this has
0: been a great this has been a great call. I'm glad someone out there has been listening to my stuff or maybe he never has but uh, i'll i'll uh I'll tell you that if you read invest local you're you're gonna have a much better idea of of his angle
1: yes uh, I've been looking at everything from <laughs> rent to own air conditionings, rent to own decks, like rent to own paint, rent to own. I mean, everything, anything that could be attached to a house. um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I even had a guy, a friend of mine who is in property management. He manages like 150 apartments for other people. And I suggested to him, why don't you do this? Why don't you say to new tenants, this was, this was years ago when flat screen TVs were first taking over from the old tube, Catholic Ray tube TVs. I said, why don't you say this to prospective tenants? it's X amount per month on a 12 month lease. But if you're willing to sign a 24 month lease, we'll give you a brand new flat screen TV for an extra $25 a month. Right? Because he's already collecting the rent through pre-authorized debit out of the bank accounts. And I said, the landlord will happily buy the TV if it means another $600 and knowing that they have a tenant for two years instead of one, right? right? And I was trying to show him the advantages and he's like, oh, that's too hard. What if I, Hard. who's going to deliver the TV or what I'm just like, dude, <laughs> like I'm giving you gold nuggets here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would have gone to the owner and said, Hey, you want to give me a bonus for signing 24 month contracts? You well, know, yeah. so many angles to work that that's great.
0: That's awesome, we Bob. Have. Well, good luck. Let me know what happens. Fire me an email. If you, if you do this deal.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, um, uh, look around for your book. Where do I, where do I find it at?
0: Oh, it's on Amazon. Okay. Invest yeah. local. Invest local.
1: Yep. All right. Thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate you, David. And All right. very cool, man.
0: Have a happy holiday season and happy new year.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Merry Christmas. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.